Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I like to start offering you a little check-in and this week what I want you to try and do is set an intention. We're coming to winter, it is cold out there and our bodies and our minds need rest. Can you set an intention to rest today? Whatever that looks like, it might just be a cup of tea but you get to have it warm without your kids around or you take a reverse lion and you go to bed a little bit sooner. Have a think. And before our question of the week, here's another podcast that is also worth a listen. I'm your host, Kate Ferdinand, and this is Blended. My blended journey began when I met Rio in 2017. Rio had three children with his first wife, who unfortunately passed away at a very young age. It's been a real journey for me, and I've pretty much been learning on the job. But one thing I have realised is, the more we share our experiences and struggles, the less alone we feel. And that's where this podcast comes in. I'll be celebrating all different types of blended families, Every week I'll speak with experts, everyday people and celebrities in the public eye about stories of families and relationships bound by love, no matter what their circumstances are. I'm your host, Kate Ferdinand, and this is Blended. This week's question is about what we do when our child shows negativity, or I'm going to call it pessimism in situations where we think they should be feeling joy and perhaps gratitude. Let's have a listen. Hi Dr. Marta, we have four-year-old boy-girl twins and of course they have their own individual personalities but my little boy does seem to have difficulty in certain situations whereby he's just not happy with how things turn out so even if we've given him a choice as to what we want to do and we do what he's asked he always seems to find like the kind of negative side of what we're doing as opposed to the positive side so we have tried to teach him to be happy with what he has and some concepts of gratitude but I'm just wondering what advice you'd have in these kind of situations thanks so much Okay, so first things first. Are you a glass half empty or a glass half full kind of person? Just have a think. I think it's really important to recognize who we are and therefore the kind of expectations or hopes that we have around our children. I'm not saying gratitude isn't important. I'm definitely going to be talking about that today. However, we need to kind of learn 
to understand whether the way our children are is similar or different to us and whether that also impacts on how we're able to accept their experiences as valid or something we need to change and transform. I'll give you an example, a personal one from me. So I used to, during my training course, say PMA a lot, which is positive mental attitude. And I used to say that to some of my friends who are a little bit more glass half empty. And, you know, I was kind of that voice of positivity. And it's something that I don't think I was aware that I do a lot, but I do, particularly at work and in other situations, I try and find the positives and I look for them. However, as my husband would definitely vouch for, in my personal life, I'm a little bit more glass half empty. And one of the things that really grates on me is when, because I'm perceived as being so positive, the times where I kind of get down about something, you know, it was really disappointing or it wasn't just quite right. And of course, these times are quite rare for me because I'm more of a glass half full kind of person. But when they happen, I think they become so strange for people to experience around me that there's the real dismissal that that happened at all. So I often get very dismissed when I'm saying that things are not as great as they were and people try and find the positives for me. And it's really grating and irritating. Like genuinely, it's very, very irritating because it's a dismissal of my experience. So one of the things that I've definitely adapted and changed and learned over time, and I was already an adult when I did my doctoral course, so apologies to all my gorgeous friends who I'm still friends with, where, you know, my PMA would show up very frequently. I am much more comfortable now into leaning into the discomfort of somebody's experience being so at odds with mine and things just feeling not quite okay. You know, that really heavy sense of disappointment. I think if you are somebody who is a glass half full kind of person, that can feel so wrong to you. And if you're a parent who has set up a day out for your child, or, you know, given them things that you think they're really going to enjoy this, they're, they're going to really delight in something, and then the feedback that you get from your child is, ugh, I don't like this, or I'm bored, I wanna go home, or I hate this place, it's the worst place ever. As a parent, I know that you've put in so much effort into organizing this trip, or making something nice for them, or spending lots of money to try and arrange something that you are hoping your child will enjoy. And the expectation is that your child is gonna have this wonderful time. They're going to be grateful for everything that you did and they're not gonna whine, they're not gonna get grumpy and they're definitely not going to pull a tantrum. Can you guess what I'm going to say next? Children don't have the same perspective or experiences as adults. So no matter how much you tell them, the effort that you've put into arranging something or how nice it is to be here in this place with me, how special this is for us, for other people. Children don't get it because they, they can't. It's not that they're being rude or that they are being ungrateful. 
It is that they simply live in the moment. Children live in the here and now. When they're happy, they feel happy. When they're bored, they feel bored. When they're annoyed about something, they will tell you they're annoyed about something, okay? This is just who they are. And yes, if they're dysregulated, then they're gonna get out of control. And there will be obviously an underlying need beneath that big overwhelming emotion that that you witness. So one of the things that is really key as parents is that we realign our expectations when we go on a day out or when we do something nice for our child because there's a mismatch between our expectation and our child's experience of the world. And we can't make it align, not yet, not while they're children. And it really, really doesn't matter how much you press and stress, how much effort you've put into something or how nice something should be, they're not gonna get it. They're just gonna feel what they feel. So your role is slightly different in these moments. Yes, I think it's really important to teach our children gratitude, but we don't teach gratitude in these moments because when we do that, we're not teaching gratitude. We're trying to give our child a different vision of their experience. What we're doing in the moments where they're saying, I'm bored, I hate this place. And we go, look, it's such a nice place. This is so special. I put in a lot of effort to bring you here. This costs a lot of money. You need to be grateful that we can do this. Do you know how many children cannot come to this place or do this thing or have this thing? You need to show appreciation for how special this is. When you say something like that to your child in the moment where they said, I'm bored or I hate it, you're not teaching them gratitude. You are dismissing their experience. So gratitude can come. And I'm going to talk about some strategies to teach that, particularly for children whose cups are half full. But first, the very first step is for you to accept that your child is gonna show up as their full self, no matter where you take them. Okay, there's gonna be times where they love the experiences that you have organized or arranged for them, and there's times where they're not. And I think this is key for all aspects of everyday life with our children, but particularly as we're leading into big events, you know, festivities, birthdays, holidays, um, Christmas, all those things that as adults we build up. We build up because we want to create magical, fun, special experiences for our children. But often our kids don't have that experience. They have a massive tantrum on Christmas because they're tired and excitement is also dysregulating. And if you've not heard of that before, feel free to listen to my podcast on that topic specifically. But it's really important that as adults, what we do is accept our children are going to show up as their full selves, no matter what no matter where, in whatever context. And our job is to support them in the moment. So we're gonna hold off teaching gratitude because when we wanna teach, our children's brains and bodies need to be in a calm state. They need to be in a place where they can acknowledge the things that we're trying to teach them and model to them. So in a moment where they're saying they're bored or they're tired or they hate it, we need to meet them where they're at. So that sounds like an, an acknowledgement of their experience. Even if what you've done is given them the thing that they asked. 
because think about it from our perspective as adults. How often do you look forward to something and then you do it and you're like, uh, I was more excited about doing it than actually being here. Like this isn't quite the event I was expecting or this doesn't feel as fun as I'd hoped. We often experience disappointments in life, even about the things we look forward to. So when you acknowledge this for your child, it helps them feel seen and understood. It helps them understand that they really wanted something, but it doesn't feel as good as they'd hoped. So it might just sound something like, oh, you said you really wanted to come here and now it's not as fun as you thought. That's really disappointing, isn't it? I get it. That's it. You don't have to fix it. You do not have to change it. And in that moment, we are not gonna try and silver line it for our child, okay? We're not, we're just gonna say to them, this is what it is. I'm going to add an extra part into this, particularly because the question talked about twins. But regardless, I really want to say it's so important that we don't compare our child to another. And my God, is that really difficult to do? It's so difficult, so it's easy for me to say it and I know it's difficult to actually put it into action because when you notice that other children are enjoying things and if you've got twins, it's going to be even more obvious to you, okay? Because yes, all children have individual, unique personalities and temperaments, but what happens is if you've got a twin, then the comparison is just like you know, slapping you in the face, that one of your children is going, oh, thank you, I love it, this is so much fun, and the other one's going, I'm bored, and you just think, why? Why? It's the same experience, I'm the same parent, why are you both having such contrasting experiences in this moment? So I get it, but even if it's your child with their friends or in a situation where you see other children and they love something and your child is the one going, I'm not enjoying this or finding fault in every little thing. I want you to not compare them to all the other kids. Your child is your child. They are experiencing the world in their own way, through their body, through their eyes, through their mind. So the best thing you can do is just say to them, what you're experiencing is real and true for you, okay? It doesn't have to be your experience as a parent. It doesn't have to be their sibling's experience or their friend's experience. But it is important that the, what we communicate to a child is what you're experiencing right now, it's real. And that's okay because you're allowed to feel however you feel in this moment. Now, if that's true for your child, that's also true for you, mum and dad, and other children around them, siblings. So you don't have to tone down your experience. You don't have to kind of catch your child's disappointment and embody it as your own. What I mean by this is, don't let your child's disappointment or negativity about something that you've set up for them with high hopes of giving them some joy let you not enjoy it, okay? How can I reframe that so that it makes sense to you? I want you to plan nice things to do with your children. It's nice, you are good parents for doing this, for thinking about your child and thinking about what they like and even like listening to their opinions. What do you wanna do at the weekend? Great, we'll do that. 
and then when they get there, they don't enjoy it, that's their experience. But don't see this as a personal failure, as you, as a parent, that you've got it wrong, or that you could have somehow made this better for your child. You know, baked the cake better, decorated better, taken them to a better play park, whatever it is. Nope, it's not on you. This is your child's experience and they just need you to see them and hear them and understand them. But in the moment, you can also just enjoy yourself. So particularly if you've got another sibling, you can make the choice of saying, I hear you, I see that this isn't what you expected and me and your sibling or your father or whoever it is, we're going to stay here and we're gonna have some fun. So here are your choices. Yes, give your child a choice. Do you want to come along with us? Because we're going to go up the slide. Or do you just want to sit here on the bench until we're done? It's your choice. It's totally fine, as long as your child is safe, that they are a bit grumpy throughout this experience. It's fine that they notice all the negativities. Just accept it. But don't let it cloud your experience. Because one of the best ways of showing our child gratitude, if that is an element and a value you want to teach children, which I highly recommend that we do as adults, it's important, is for you to model it. So it's not about you telling them to be thankful or see the good things that are around you. It's about you saying, I get it, you're not enjoying this, and I am. So I'm going to experience it fully. And in your full experience as an adult, name the things that you enjoy. So you might be like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Yeah, this slide isn't as big as I thought, but we're having really good fun together, aren't we? Right? You want to maybe give them a balance. So rather than going full positive or full negative, can we show realistic expectations for our children? And can we demonstrate a realistic experience? that yeah, maybe this park isn't as big as we hoped, or maybe this cake isn't decorated perfectly, but it's tasty and how nice is it that we get to eat cake today? Whatever the experience is, I want you to be able to give them a both and rather than an either or. So either or is about saying you're either grateful and enjoying it, or you're disappointed and that's rude and that impacts on everybody. Or you can say, you are allowed not to enjoy this and the experience could still be pretty good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And let's think about gratitude for a moment. 
because I think once that you align your expectations in a more realistic way as a parent, that kind of says, I can do my best to please my child, but it might still not please them. And hey, that's okay, that's who they are. And once you accept, particularly if you have more than one child, that they are going to show up in different ways, even if the experience is the same, and you just embrace them for who they are, because children who are a bit more, you know, glass half empty, they still need that embracing. They need to be embraced that that is how they see the world. We don't need to change them. I know that might sound controversial, but we don't. What we need to do is let them know that they are acceptable that's acceptable. You don't have to enjoy it. And, you know, set a boundary and offer a choice. You can sit here or you can come with us or we'll go home when it's done. Okay. It's not necessarily their disappointment. That means that you have to transform that experience or even end it. And when it comes to gratitude, we need to know that it is an emotion and it's learnt through feeling grateful. So if our child is not feeling grateful in a moment, that's not the time to teach them gratitude because it's gonna backfire. We can't teach a child to feel grateful if what they're feeling is, ugh, I don't like it. What we can do is embed rituals of appreciation and gratitude into our everyday. So our child learns through experience and modeling and witnessing us as adults doing moments of appreciation and gratitude, what it sounds like, what it looks like, and how good it can feel when someone does that to you. So the first step I'm gonna tell you is a very simple one. And if you don't do this, at least I'm gonna give a number because I know people like concrete things, but there is no concrete number, okay? But if you're not doing this at least five times a day, at least with your child, then you need to ramp this up because I often show gratitude to my child like more than anybody else. And when I say that, I say more than my partner, which is probably not right, but it is true. I say thank you to her for so much. I thank her, I tell her how well, how much I appreciate being in her presence, how I appreciate that she's told me something or answered my question, or I say thank you when she does come and puts her shoes on, or like last night when she allowed me to wash her hair and she didn't pull a massive tantrum, which she often does. I said, thank you, thank you for letting me wash your hair and understanding that it's a really important thing that we have to do. I thank her constantly. I think if I counted it, it would be like at least 20 to 30 times a day. And this is like number one step. If you wanna teach your child gratitude, start modeling it with them. Say thank you, appreciate the little things they do with you and with others. So if they have a sibling, like in this case with a twin, appreciate the times that your children offer each other support or they do something for each other that is kind. Name it, but not necessarily in the moment, okay? In the moment, let your child experience what they're doing, and then a little bit later, when the time has passed, you might say, hey, I noticed before that your sister was looking for something, and you you ran off and you found it for her. That was so kind. Thank you for being so helpful. Wonderful. Your child's gonna record that as a feeling. Ooh being thanked for something, that feels really good. Okay, so step one, embrace gratitude by sharing it with your child. Step two, 
why not build a couple of rituals in your home? So rituals are things that you do that are a bit like habits, but they are a little bit more soul-like, okay? Rituals have a soul. Rituals have a bit of a story behind them that say, this is what we do as a family. So it's not just like a habit, like brushing our teeth, which is obviously very important. It is more like um, chemistry, okay? There is something within a ritual that feels bonding and it feels warm. And gratitude rituals are, are really well evidence-based to being one of the best ways to teach children gratitude. So how can you do that? So for example, you could have a gratitude jar if your children are old enough to write little notes and put them in the jar. So if your child is five, they've started to write and that might work. Or you could have a gratitude journal. You wanna have a place in your home where you all begin recording moments that you appreciate in each other. So this doesn't dismiss you saying thank you to your child. It might just mean that you drop it into the jar or you write it into the journal as well. And what you then do is once a week, you go through the notes, so you read them out. So it might be you as parents, or you might take turns if your child is starting to read, and you read out these moments of gratitude that you've all experienced in your home. And it's so great when you suddenly witness all these moments where you have been appreciated or another has been appreciated in your home. And there's gonna be things that you miss because you're not all together all the time. So it's going to feel like a really lovely gratitude experience for all of you and your family. If your child is a little bit younger, another thing you can try and do is name three things you're grateful for, like at dinner time. Doesn't have to be every night, but I would definitely try and encourage you to do it on a weekly basis so that you build it as a ritual. And yes, you have to commit to doing this. If you're going to do this, if it's a value you want to embed in your family, and if you have a child who's a little bit uh, glass half empty, then it might help because it teaches them the value of things in the way that you want to do it. What you're saying to your child is, look, look at all these things that we can appreciate amidst all these other uncomfortable feelings like disappointment or boredom or not enjoying things very much. We can appreciate the effort somebody's put in whilst accepting that our experience wasn't, you know, the top experience of the week. So for example, in your gratitude jar, you might say to your partner, thank you for driving us to the play park. And you know that at the play park, your child didn't enjoy it, but that doesn't matter. You can show appreciation. You can go one step further. You could even write in the journal or in the gratitude jar, a thank you to your child who was disappointed. And it might sound something like, thank you for staying with us at the play park, even though I know you didn't really enjoy it and you were a bit bored and you wanted to go home. Thank you for being there with us. We want to teach our children this both and idea, okay? You're allowed to be disappointed somewhere and people might still appreciate that you're there. And when you're disappointed with something, you can still appreciate the effort somebody else has put in. And I want to remind you that children's brains don't mature until they're 25. So this is something that's going to take practice, experience, time, 
Don't expect your children to be grateful for the things that you do, but know that everything that you do for your child, whether it is to please them or make their life better or teach them something, is important. And although your child does not appreciate it right now, today, tomorrow, they will one day. When they become the adult of tomorrow, when they become the parent of tomorrow, they are going to remember these things that you did with them. They are. And they're going to remember how you made them feel when they were disappointed. They might not remember the words you used. They might not even remember the setting that they were at. But they will remember if you accept and acknowledge and validate their experiences even when they misalign with yours and there's a big mismatch in expectation, what they remember is, my parent made me feel better just by making me feel understood. And we're coming to an end for today. Thank you so much for joining me on another Talking Sense. I always like to end with a little mantra to hold you for the rest of the week. And this week, given our conversation today, my mantra for you is, my child's experience of the world is not a measure of my worth as a parent. You are definitely good enough. Do not forget that. And if you would like to join my community and hear more of my insights and ideas, it's Dr. Marta Psychologist on Instagram. I say this every week, but I promise, promise, promise that before the end of the year, my newsletter will get launched and I'm going to be sending lots of useful and happy content to you. Um, Not bombarding you, just enough. So if you'd like to sign up, go to my website, drmartapsychologist.com and it's on my homepage right at the bottom. Pop in your email address and I will share with you my news before anybody else gets to hear it. I wish you a good rest of the week and I hope that you'll want to join me again for another Talking Sense. Until then, see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.